0: So, Nicole, we skipped last week, just like Jack Barlow is probably going to skip college.
1: <laughs> Listen, if mommy and daddy's money or Jack's money doesn't work out for him, maybe Whitney can sell a purse and lend him some money? It's possible. <laughs> it's episode five of Disengaging. Disengaging. Recapping our favorite parts of this season of The Real Housewives of Small Lake City. <laughs> I'm Nicole Nixon, a journalist in Sacramento. And I'm Julia Ritchie, a journalist in Nashville. And I appreciated that like old-timey newspaper. Cause I really oh, needed like a catching a, up that yeah, open. The open I re- was good this time. Yeah. I we really should. needed like all that setup. And it was I appreciated like the small lake city
0: yeah no that was actually i thought well, again <laughs> editors of this show well done i needed that yeah. bit of levity because this episode this week took a real um dramatic term like we didn't mean to skip last week it just we were really we got really busy but nothing really happened last week either it was like they went to a ski trip that heather arranged we got to see some more potential new cast members interacting and NGH NG's. is, yeah, starting to stir the pot again. Um, and that was it. Like, there really wasn't a lot of, like, movement forward. But
1: this mm-hmm. week,
0: totally
1: well, different story. There is one thing I noticed last week that I just want to sh- – and it was just a moment. Mm-hmm. It was Jen and Coach Shaw. And I just feel like they have a true romance. And they're, like, truly in love. And they have, honestly, I think the most stable – relationship and marriage of like any housewife out there yeah I just want to appreciate that
0: I think that's worth noting I also wrote down (laughs) we I'm a nerd now so I write (laughs) notes during the episode and I wrote that they were doing this like couples therapy exercise where they had to stare into each other's eyes and and she couldn't stop laughing which is how (laughs) I am I cannot do that either if someone's like look into my eyes and say something <laughs> sincere to me and I'm like hell no mm. um and then he this- was so
1: sincere about it though i just loved that and yeah she was laughing the whole time they you have get, such a good dynamic
0: you get the sense that the, they clearly share the same values you know jen's always mm-hmm. out there online um you know supporting black lives matter and mm-hmm. you know she's super into like social justice ish- issues which in some ways, this has attracted a lot of heat for her because she does live in Utah, and that's not always, mm-hmm. you know, the um the most popular stance to take out there. So um, they do seem like a good match, and like this week, they uh, go to a like one of those like gyms where you like fall into like big block. It's like basically ball like the pits trampoline for adults. parks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, again, ad- adult <laughs> like activities blocks. that I would probably be like, aren't we? are we beyond this? But that one did Listen, look a little fun. <laughs>
1: I've been to one of those and I enjoyed it. Did I like pee myself a little bit every time I jumped? Yes. <laughs> did I have a good time still? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Please cut that out.
0: <laughs> I will not. No, that is that is definitely staying in. You know, Jen sort of like we talked about are her tears over her – upcoming trial like real tears Mm -hmm. or sorry that she did it or sorry she got caught and the only you know the thing I will say about her her like crying this season is whenever she is crying about how much her family is at risk and how you know she is worried about losing her family over this that part feels actually like very real because of Mm -hmm. how supportive her husband has been through this whole ordeal Yeah, he's never questioned her, at least not on camera, and has seemingly put a lot of their family's assets um, up in order to help defend her. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, as a gen apologist, like she makes the show entertaining. She is always the one who brings like the drama and the excitement and yeah, so I, I'm ready for her redemption arc. She needs to serve some time and, and come back a little,
1: like, I guess, yeah. uh, humbled. Listen, again, I don't, like, condone def- the defrauding of elders, but we do love, like, a complex and nuanced Character with Woman, yes. good and
0: bad, yeah. That's it. It's like and I, with a
1: like supportive man behind her.
0: Okay, we need to play Taylor Swift's anti-hero from her new album <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. I think this is the era of the anti-hero. Mm, and Jin I like Sha it. is kind of the perfect archetype of an anti-hero. An antihero. So let's talk briefly about Heather's decision to start a choir. I'm calling it Heather's Mormon Tabernacle Choir even though they're no longer
1: called that. Um the uh, there's like another anti-hero of Tab Mormon anti- <laughs> Mor- like anti it's, it's not anti Mormon.
0: The bad the bad Mormon her Tabernacle
1: Choir. The she did, she can't Tabernacle even call choir. herself an ex-Mormon, so
0: so what she she goes into the spiel, Nicole, and I, I'm uh-huh. sorry, I'm going to have to like ask a Mormon here because you're, okay. you're a former Mormon. Ask away. um She's like, I just really missed choir. Like it was something that was really important and it reminds me of being with my family and like being together on Sunday.
1: And mm-hmm. I
0: was relating that like I went to a a church like, you know, growing up and singing was the worst part. Like everyone hated it. Like everyone was like mouthing the lyrics but not actually singing because all the songs really sucked so Mm. um I'm I'm curious so what yeah yeah like I have no nostalgia for
1: I think I think it just depends on the person because I definitely like members of my own family would say what you just said but as a former mormon and somebody who like grew up playing music and honestly loving music and like i liked to sing in church am i a good singer no but like were you in I the? were you in it in the choir ever? i was not in the choir at my church but i was in the choir at my high school okay and I played, like, the violin growing up and took music. And, like, I did play in church my violin, uh, get mm. asked to do that. So <laughs> there's some good memories. And I do feel like I understand, like, as just somebody who appreciates music, I can understand the people who can find and want to continue to find spirituality in that. And I I do relate to that a little bit. I And I think it's beautiful that, like, even if you're separating yourself from the institution of a religion, you can continue to find comfort in, like, one aspect of it, if that yeah. makes sense. So and I think it's cool that Heather's pursuing this. Although I did love that she was like, I'm so stressed. I'm going to start a choir. I know. I <laughs> That's thought do, like, the whole time she's
0: like, oh, I'm expanding my business. I'm yeah. the most popular person on the show. I've got a book coming out. and like, I've blown you know, all my book
1: deadlines. Yeah,
0: between – we've already – sort of like surmise that like the producers pressure them to come up with activities that everyone can participate in so they can film them all together. Mm -hmm. But um, I did think like the same thing that we had said a couple episodes ago that like Whitney deciding to take her name off the rolls of the church really took Heather by surprise. Mm -hmm. And this is yet another example of Heather seemingly – Sort of like
1: sh- trying to find something to hold on to while struggling is, to like, hold, yes, clean break, yes, like, like yeah,
0: Heather is still very religious in, in many ways, and
1: I think a lot of that also has to do with family. Like, Whitney's obviously in a very hard place with her family, mm. and it's so central to Mormonism. Um, where on the other hand, Heather is like you know, still trying to please her family, and talked a little bit about. Her struggles with her book and, like, being completely honest and having that thought in the back of her mind that she might, like, hurt her parents' feelings or, like, disappoint them. Um, But then also when she makes those changes in her book draft, feels like she's being inauthentic. I thought that was also a very relatable moment that a lot of people, like, going through faith struggles can relate to and understand. So. I love Heather's faith journey like storyline. I th- I find it extremely relatable and I think a lot of people in the Salt Lake City, Utah world probably also do. Yes. Hey. Yes. How sweet. Yes, Jen. The okay, song. get your mic, hurt. Let's
0: talk about Justin Rose for a second. Please. Um, <laughs> Justin comes To their home and and they rehash what happened earlier in the week where he got fired from his job uh, because of a very cringy sex scene (laughs) that they had last season where they painted each other and like smacked each other on the butt. And it was pretty, I was, I was uncomfortable with it. (laughs) I think we all were. Yeah. Um, I have
1: a lot of questions
0: about all this. Yeah, well, first of all, I did a little research. I know I said I don't research for this show, but I was like, where we did this guy, research. I was like, where did Justin work? Listen, Surely, this journalist. is all over the internet. And it was. So there's several articles. Justin and Rose worked for Life Vantage in and as like one of the top, one of their executives. Um, and that is a MLM. And for those of you that don't know, MLM stands for multi-level <laughs> marketing firm, which is a direct sales model where you um, basically convince people to go door to door and sell your products for you. So like Tupperware, Avon. Um, it's
1: not just door to door anymore. It's Instagram to Instagram. Yeah, mostly and that. Facebook to Facebook. Right,
0: and and the the <laughs> you know the trick of these companies is that most money is made from just selling people your products to sell to other people. So. Mm-hmm. You're basically creating your own customer base by recruiting people to sell for you. And he also used to work for, I took. <gasps> I only um, knew about Life Vantage. New Skin. Oh, the like the OG MLM, the OG MLM. That's the one that Jason Chaffetz maybe the also junior. Worked
1: for.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he worked for a few others that like I'd never even heard of. He, oh, um, but they, well, listen,
1: we all know Utah's like the capital of MLMs. So, but do you recall. are we that surprised? Do you
0: recall when I said, doesn't it seem when Whitney was talking about um, Jen Shaw's like business that she knew a lot about it, and I I was like. It seems like Whitney knows a lot about direct sales and, like, group marketing.
1: Wait, is Whitney's business MLM? I don't think it is, but, like, now I'm like... Is she setting? Is she she about to hire her husband as her VP of sales (laughs) and marketing? That's what
0: I said. I was like, it's clear that (laughs) she used all her husband's money to, like, start her own so uh, oh they've been open
1: about that okay yeah that's why this is so juicy is like they just used all of justin's savings to rebrand her skincare line and now he's out of a job and yeah not looking good for the roses
0: so your question before (laughs) we started recording was would (laughs) justin have lost his job if it wasn't utah which is
1: more conservative Mm -hmm. culturally and- I don't think he would have. I think if this were another state, maybe maybe in parts of like the South or the Midwest, OK, mm-hmm. at least there. maybe S- in some more conservative states he would have. But if they were in another Real Housewives market like New York or L.A. or D.C., uh, they would have seen his wife's new job as a plus and they would have kept him on. Right. Like
0: I would think that a company would like the exposure that would come
1: mm-hmm. with having
0: someone on Real Housewives. But then, you know, Life Vantage is dietary supplements. Like, oh, so like they're Well, okay. If there- So it wasn't like I wasn't like cosmetics and skincare, yeah. you know. It was like grandma taking ginkgo biloba you know? <laughs> so,
1: but grandma's I, not watching this anyway so well who cares? but
0: my thinking was that mlms are notoriously secretive you know yeah you And i did some reporting on these companies mm-hmm. when we live there and they don't want scrutiny on their business model they don't want people calling them Pyramid schemes, even though most people do call them
1: that. <laughs> even though we can literally like recreate the office scene for you right now. <laughs> Damn, exactly. Explaining pyramid scheme to Michael. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, and so my thinking is like they made the right move because the guy, you know, Justin's boss saw mm-hmm. Mary Cosby's church come under scrutiny for being mm. a cult. And then, you know, he saw the plot line where Jen Shah's business got, you know, raided by Homeland Security. And you're really on to something. And then like, he saw the scene where uh what was the other example I had of like someone's business? Oh, lease uh Vita Tequila's coming under uh-huh. sort of scrutiny about being broke and not its mm-hmm. finances not being totally on solid ground. So if I was running an MLM in Utah, I certainly wouldn't want you would can oh. Justin as well. I, w- I would have canned Justin as well, yes. I And I'm not defending as a good... Life Vantage. Like, I'm not saying. As, Although, as so, a... you know what? Life Vantage, if you're listening, we would love a sponsor because we really need some, some revenue. Coming Is that a conflict of interest? No, not at all. Because they would start sponsoring us after this episode. <laughs> oh, okay. So. Okay. <laughs> we have a mid-roll just for you. Any MLM. <laughs> honestly, if you run an MLM and saw it, we will run an ad for you. We, okay?
1: hear, we hear podcast advertising going strong, and we're informed about the industry. We're just trying to get out. We
0: are informed about the industry. We won't call it a pyramid scheme if you pay us <laughs> not to. We, we do our
1: research, clearly.
0: All right. The climax of this show, though, Nicole, has to be... This revelation at dinner with Meredith and Seth, who are joined by Angie Harrington and her husband, Chris Harrington. Um, Meredith decides that she wants to get to know Angie a little better. I don't know why. <laughs> <I> <laughs> find Angie very annoying, but uh, <laughs> they uh, go to this restaurant that you identified as Provisions. And, and- uh, Chris Harrington makes a stunning confession.
1: Yeah, it's pretty gross. It's he, he started a he, a fake Instagram account. I have so many thoughts about this. I it's <laughs> so weird that a fifty two year old man created a fake Instagram account to like and, go and, after his okay, wife's this friend. Is,
0: but this is what confused me about it, and maybe you can help me understand. So he calls the account Shaw Exposed, mm-hmm. and starts like throwing f- verbal firebombs in Jin shaw's direction but they're really mad at lisa barlow for what they accused her of doing which is canceling their caterer which didn't actually happen yeah did um, we even see so, it out con- so why was no he idea. going after Jin and not because that's what Jin shaw later asked heather when Jin is like i'm really upset about this
1: let me just pull up the small Lake City times so I can, like, have to speed on all this drama. <laughs> well, but, I it, it she, is she, a lot. She, it's confusing. It doesn't make sense. So. Okay. Okay. Lisa allegedly started a fake Instagram to, like, bash Jen or somebody first. And then Angie's husband, Chris, created one. But why are they going after Jen? I don't get this. I need to rewatch. These.
0: I know. Well, I don't think it matters. This is the it point. It doesn't. Is that.
1: It's all just adults... a plot device to start drama at the dinner table. <laughs>
0: adults oh. should not be starting does, And no. and especially like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not like no. some, you know, into like firm gender roles. But like going after your wife's beef, like that seems so weird. Like stay out of it.
1: <laughs> like, you know, that's what that's what she said.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> be like um, who's like the most like Coach Shaw, super chill, uh, John Barlow. Just be above chill. it all. They're just all above like all. yeah, like that's the model. <laughs> like you don't yeah. want to take on your wife's fight. Just like I the, you're just a comforting ear for her to like shoulder for her. To exactly.
1: Cry on. You don't need yeah. All you need to do is listen. You don't need to create a finsta and go defend her honor on Instagram. I did love when he made the confession. And Lisa and Seth's faces were both so unimpressed. I loved that. But
0: then Meredith sort of does the whole like, "Oh well, oh well, you know, Lisa you...
1: did it, so it's okay, I guess."
0: And, and then you, yeah. and then she
1: does the whole like,
0: "Let's just move forward. Let's just yeah, not. Let's, look just, back. Move let's just move on." It's like that toxic positivity that I freaking it hate. It is.
1: I was just gonna call it like problematic white woman behavior, but it is so problematic white woman behavior.
0: But speaking of problematic white women, I know (laughs) you like Heather's faith journey, but I'm really over this, this Switzerland stance that she takes. So when Jen goes to Heather's house later to talk about this Finsta that Chris started about her and um, why, even though he admitted it to her that she's not over it, which I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be either, that Heather just is like, oh, I don't want to get in the middle. I don't want to pick a side. I don't want to. I, why don't don't involve me but then she yeah. doesn't want to be involved in all of this. So mm-hmm. I'm a little over Heather's uh neutrality and like She like wants defense.
1: to Yeah, she wants to have her cake and eat it too with like mm. being friends with everybody instead of like being trying to find ways to resolve the conflicts. Yes.
0: And I that leads you just said a phrase that reminds me that the quote of the show for me is when <laughs> Lisa goes that cherry on the icing on the top of the cake Did you see <laughs> i didn't catch that okay i'm gonna have to throw that one in because i'm i loved it it's another like classic Lisa line where I'm like, what girl, what (laughs) cherry on the whipped cream, on the icing on the top of the cake with sprinkles on top, top of the cake. Yeah. I was like, okay, we
1: get it. This, I couldn't let go because it was like, kind of like the cherry on the icing on the topping of the cake for me. I'm not looking to go backwards with Heather. I'm just looking to set the record straight.
0: So I, I know that this is all queuing up for a great shouting match next week. Um, but I'm actually looking for forward to like real auditions and seeing them singing because did you hear lisa singing that was pretty cool
1: (laughs) i was like there is no way lisa is a good singer what did you think well she did she did the fact that she can only sing a song in a certain key is like she's like i have to
0: lower my (laughs) my register yeah it's like me whenever i start
1: singing the national anthem i'm like oh i started too high you're like You know one song and you can sing it perfectly a a single way only. Um, Well, I do have to shout out uh, our buddy Edward Lopez who was at (gasps) that audition. Yes. uh, And was apparently part of the Shaw Squad. So Edward, if you're listening, open invite to be on our show one day.
0: (laughs) I hope he made it. He makes it onto the choir. Onto the choir. I feel like maybe would you know by now if he had or you said he signed an NDA I have no idea well oh. I feel
1: like as part of the Shaw squad he probably signed a lot of NDAs yeah. but I don't I get the feeling Heather's not making people sign NDAs to be in her choir so yeah hopefully he made it alright next week will Angie H fess up or continue to defend her weird 52 year old Instagram <laughs> troll husband's honor And will Jen deliver the most iconic line of the
0: season when she compares Chris to an elf on the shelf (laughs) in a very rude way? This episode of Disengaging is produced by me,
1: Julia Ritchie, in Nashville, Tennessee. And me, Nicole Nixon, in Sacramento, California.
0: Thank you for listening. Uh, We will not be back next week because it's elections. There's an election. I know, but it's going to be such a good episode, so maybe we can do an emergency pod or something. We may do an emergency, like, weekend
1: pod. Yeah, let's try to do that for okay. for the fans. <laughs> for the fans. Yes. Uh, okay, here's my Utah Speak of the Week from okay. Jack Barlow, and it's when Lisa and John are talking to him about whether he's going to go to college, and he says, I'm going to keep pondering this such a utah thing to say oh my is God. it is it okay, so oh was, yes oh i was like God. why does
0: this kid kind of okay i'm gonna
1: connect these two things it's mormon music and pondering there's literally a, a mormon hymn called like search ponder and pray oh um gee
0: that's a, you just went deep you just went i know deep. that
1: is a deep cut that is a deep cut